Welcome to FinTech in the Cloud with AWS, your direct line to the founders, investors, and startups who are shaping the ever-evolving world of FinTech. I'm your host, Sakine Damanga. Joining us on today's episode is Ali Heron, CTO at Pedal. Pedal's aim is to bring financial innovation and opportunity for everyone. With the use of modern technology, they are building a new approach to credit and authentic financial inclusion. At their core, they lead with product design, engineering, and analytics. This was a really fun episode as we spent a chunk of time also getting to know the woman behind the CTL title, as she shares great anecdotes along the way. So enjoy. Hi, Ali. Welcome. Hi, Sakai. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to have you. I know I've been waiting for this conversation for some time now. So Ali, we like to start off this podcast by understanding your background and your journey in fintech. Curious to know a little bit more about your background and how you eventually got to pedal. I know you have a pretty diverse background. You were at HBO, you were an NYU adjunct professor. Yeah, it's been an interesting journey so far. I'd like to think that a career has many chapters, assuming we're all working for 30 to 40 years of our lives. But I was very lucky. I started in tech actually really early. I got exposed to computers and programming in elementary school, amazingly, into middle school and high school. And then I ended up going and getting a bachelor's and master's in electrical and computer engineering and working at Microsoft for the first 10 years of my career. And Microsoft was an amazing place in the 2000s. I was very lucky to start out working on a product called MSN Messenger, which had 350 million unique customers around the world. And we had 26 languages and 54 markets. And it was just an amazing place to kind of start my career and learn what did it mean to build software at scale for hundreds of millions of people around the world. And then I left Microsoft because I was like, I want to do something smaller. I'd gone to business school about the same time. I was very lucky. We'll see if business school pays off in the long term, frankly. (laughs) Um, It was a fun experience. It was an international MBA, executive MBA. So I got to meet folks from all around the world. And I did my own startup in the airline space, a very highly regulated space, which was not at the time a great a great place to go into. And then decided, you know what? I really want to understand how is tech applied into industry? Working at a place like Microsoft, you get to see how do you make broad platforms for folks to work on top of? But it was like, okay, technology is going to change so many industries around everywhere. So how do you apply technology in a way that like, strategically moves these industries forward. So I went to HBO. That was 2014, I want to say. So I was at HBO for a couple of years and then kind of fell into finance land. Ended up at Two Sigma, which is a technology-driven investment manager. I think they call themselves a financial sciences company now. But basically, we created a platform that allowed these modelers to use tons and tons and tons of data. Two Sigma was frankly doing big data before big data was a thing and train computers to trade the stock market. And Two Sigma was great. I learned a ton about finance land, frankly missed consumer land. I really missed the call of having an actual product and ended up at Pedal. There's so many questions I have for just your background, which I think is so fascinating. First of all, MSN Messenger, I used to use that. I remember (laughs) that product. Secondly, you mentioned that you were into computers in high school too. Yes, I was. Where did that come from? Did you were just fascinated by? I was just fascinating, you know. And it's funny, and like it played out a bit in my college journey, a bit as well. I love understanding how things work. 
And I just thought it was so fascinating that like, here was this like language you could learn and you could then figure out how to kind of talk to these machines and make them do things. And I just thought it was the neatest thing. That is so amazing, Allie. And now you're a CTO. I mean, the fact that you had that fascination in high school is wonderful. I don't think too many people could say they're in high school and they just kind of got something that was really exciting and then they ended up still doing it. So I guess this probably leads us to where you are today, which is yep. the CTO of Petal. I'm familiar with Petal, obviously, Petal's building you know, a new approach to credit. I'm curious if you perhaps can give us a background to just what Petal does today and what their core value proposition is and and what is this new approach that they're taking towards credit specifically? Our mission is to expand access to opportunity with modern and responsible financial services for everyone. That's a bit of a mouthful. And what that means in practice is we look at your banking history part of open banking, which has been so great for us, is that we can now access, you know, you have to give us permission as a customer, your banking history. And we use that to create what we call a cash score. So what are your income? What are your assets? How volatile is your everything in your bank account? And then we use that to create a cash score. And then we do underwriting based on that. And you may say, oh, well, that's lovely. But why does that actually matter? There are actually 150 million Americans that don't have access to mainstream credit because they either don't have a credit score, cases like this, or students or immigrants, they either don't have a credit score, have what's called a thin file, which means there's really not enough information in there for an accurate credit score, or they got themselves into financial trouble at some point using credit cards and they have what's called a subprime credit score. And the best part about cash flow underwriting is we don't need a credit score to figure out whether you're credit worthy or not. We can look at your banking history and make a determination using that. Why does this really matter is lack of access to credit is one of the biggest drivers of inequality. It really affects Black and Hispanic consumers twice as often, as well as first and second generation immigrants. And so we really feel, and especially in these kind of turbulent macroeconomic times, you need access to some money so you can handle like those types of life events. And it's funny, like I used a lot of kind of jargon, frankly, but I'll tell you a story. I've been at Pedal about a year now. And my first probably three months at Pedal, we were in, we have these weekly town halls and our marketing team shared a video that was sent in by one of our customers. And he was an immigrant and it was obviously taped with his phone. He's like, hi, Pedal. It's so great to see you again. And thank you so much for taking a chance on me a year and a half ago. And I have a really exciting surprise to share with you. Thanks to you, I now have a 660 credit score and I was able to get a car loan and here's my new car. And the excitement in this guy's voice and the ability to see that you know what? It wasn't just, oh yeah, he could go buy what he needed to live his life. It was like, now he has a car. Now he can go drive to his job and do like a whole set of other things that were just inaccessible to him before. I went into tech because I wanted to make people's lives better, frankly, because I think there's, as I was saying earlier, you know, how does technology get applied into industry? And so it gives me goosebumps and it's inspiring to be able to work for a company where we really are making that happen. That's a cool story to hear. I remember reading an article that announced your appointment as CTO, which is still a rarity for a woman. And you were quoted by saying, my job is to unlock the innovation that enables Petal to help 
as many people as possible. And I'm assuming when you said you generally joined tech to help, I'm assuming that's what you meant, but I'm curious to get more elaboration on that quote because it really stuck with me from that article. Because I know there's this notion of financial inclusion with different fintechs or different financial institutions. And then there's a whole question around authentic financial inclusion and literacy and how some companies are really leaning in there versus just PR. I'm curious to get your perspective because it felt like it's a, a genuine interest for you as you were yeah. joining. Yeah, no, completely. I mean, there are kind of a couple of aspects there. One is, and actually this is where AWS plays such a vital role, is how do we get access to all of the data we need, or you know, I shouldn't say we need, all the data that we can to get as accurate and real-time representation of someone's risk profile so that we can offer as many people credit as possible. And so that's one of the things where, whether it's using SageMaker for our modeling and data science team or using Redshift to kind of comb through this data and store it, but how do we really enable that using the latest and greatest and the big data AWS ecosystem? And then the second part of that is we've been growing our engineering team we've and technology teams. I can't remember if I mentioned earlier, but I run part of CTO at Pedal at least. CTO I know is different in every single company I've ever seen. I run engineering product design and analytics, and we've doubled the size of that team since January of this year. And part of that is, okay, how do we do this dance, which is building product and building software and underwriting these credit cards and shipping out these credit cards, et cetera, et cetera, in a way that is effective and efficient and does kind of unlock value for as many folks as we can. Very cool. And you mentioned the cash score that you leverage, obviously using a lot of banking history. And you referenced a a couple of of AWS services that are really under a machine learning environment to help analyze customers' full digital financial record and their credit score. Is the banking history the main source of data that you typically use for most of your customers? Banking history is definitely a huge proponent and what we really see as our differentiator. I mean, of course, like if you have a credit score, we'll look at it and try to take as much data in as we can. This is actually where I think open banking and I could go on about the whole what I see as the shift in data ownership from companies owning customers' data, whether it's social networks or healthcare providers to like customers being able to own your own data and take it with you. But this is where open banking and frankly, all the data we can potentially get is helpful in helping us make a a decision whether to extend credit to a customer or not. And I'll say we actually believe in it so strongly, especially the predictive power of our cash score, that we actually formed a whole another company around it called Prism Data. Because, And I give a lot of kudos to our founders and especially to our uh, CEO, Jason Rosen. He said, look, does Pedal want to use cash score to enable all sorts of amazing things for our customers? Yeah, of course. But rising tides lift all boats. And if our goal is to help as many people as possible, we should make cash score available to as many different financial providers as possible and as many different fintechs as possible. And so Prism Data has been around since last April, I want to say a little, little over a year now. And it's a B2B offering to enable other institutions to take advantage of cash score to be able to better serve their customers and to hopefully serve more customers, especially those 150 million Americans I mentioned who don't have access to these types of products right now. 
That's interesting. So you initially started with Pedal, which is obviously more of a B2C proposition. And then in the last year, which I'm familiar with, Prism Data was to take advantage of the cash score that you have, but also provide access to these other institutions or fintechs to have access to actually use this as a potential score to tally up whether their consumers actually have decent amount of credit based on a cash score. And that's a really interesting example of just product evolution within a fintech and how it, it can continue to grow, targeting a different audience. One of the things that I think is really cool, Ali, is that I mentioned earlier, you're a female CTO, which is quite rare still in fintech. I'm curious to know how you are influencing diversity within your organization, given the fact that you're targeting a segment that's quite diverse. So curious to know just how you're looking at that from a pedal perspective and obviously in, in the unique position you're in. Yeah. Thank you so much for that question. I think diversity is super important and not just because it's a fun buzzword right now, as much as one can have empathy for the customers for whom they are building a product, the better product and experiences you can build. And so this is where I'm so proud. You know, we've doubled the size of the technology organization since the beginning of 2022. And we're 40% women in the technology organization. I'm really proud to be able to lead an organization that is, frankly, much more diverse than any team I've ever worked on in my 20 plus years in tech, but actually represents more of who our customer base is. My technology leadership team is over 50% women. And I have to say, Sakai, like, I don't even know the right language to use because it just, it feels different. And it's uh, such an honor to be able to lead such a diverse team that's really making such a huge impact in the world. That's really fantastic to hear. I'm curious to know if you're able to walk me through the user interface. So I know there's an application and an option for card types with Pedal. How does that offer again work? Is it an application that I have as a consumer and I sign up for the card or do you offer a physical cards association to that? Mm-hmm. And then from the back end, you're not processing, correct? So I'm assuming you're working with the bin sponsor in the back end as well. Yes, we do offer two physical credit cards, pedal one and pedal two. Pedal one has no fees or security deposit and up to 1% cash back on merchant offers. Pedal two has about 1.5% back on merchant offers and a 10K credit limit. And those are our two physical credit cards. And basically as a customer, you go through the application process and depending on the data we get and what you're qualified for, you either get a pedal one or a pedal two. Got it. So that's, and so- that's the high level. And then you use the application to really see your credit manage your card. We also have a feature called Insights, which helps you track spending across categories. We'll help you manage subscriptions and set a budget and manage spend. We really want to give you tools so you can be in control of how you use your credit card. There's so little financial literacy, especially in the US, as as part of your just regular education in high school. And so unless folks learn from parents or friends. A lot of people don't understand how credit works and don't understand that you can't just go buy, you know, a couple thousand dollar television or whatever and magically never have to pay it off. And so we really want to be as transparent as possible, making sure folks understand like, hey, this is what interest is and this is how it affects you. And this is how paying your minimum payment every month starts building up like a balance because of the interest. So we try really hard there to be open, honest, and transparent with customers so that they can learn how to be financially responsible. 
Got it. And then for your pedal one and pedal two, do the limits increase based on the cash score? Or do you, is, is that how yeah, that's so, okay. so it's actually really interesting. In order to do a cash score, we need to look at your banking history. And so some folks, frankly, aren't comfortable doing that, you know, linking their bank account during the application process. So you can actually link your bank account afterwards and we'll look at it and evaluate whether we should increase your credit score. But then we also have a program called LEAP. And what LEAP does is if you make six on-time payments and like basically show us that you're being financially responsible, you can earn a credit limit increase and more cash back depending on the LEAP offer. And so financial literacy seems to be a key value in your customer experience in terms of having these different unique mechanisms for credit decisioning to serve different customer bases for the underserved. You mentioned that you obviously using SageMaker as one of the services within AWS to help enable some of these credit decisions to come into play. Are there any other AWS tools that are helping you enable different forms of credit decisioning as well that you could share? Yeah, not as much on the decisioning side. We use the building blocks of compute power and data storage, whether it's Postgres or EKS, Elastic Kubernetes servers for deploying our services or Lambdas. So not necessarily as much in the credit decisioning space, but the thing where AWS just, I think, hands down has been so helpful to us is just the ecosystem around it. There's so many third parties and tools that just plug in and just makes the whole supply chain we need to be able to provide Pedal that much easier. And then as you think about the space with credit and credit decisioning and financial inclusion, are there any trends that come to mind or emerging trends that you're seeing in this space? And curious to know what your thoughts are in the next five to 10 years, uh, where you think that this space is going to go? Yeah. I mean, this is where Open banking is really the game changer here. Yeah. And open banking is, and you know, I feel like that's like a big word. Everyone's like, yeah, open banking, isn't that fabulous? Like it'll magically happen. There's a lot of standards that need to be written or have been written and need to be adopted. There's a bunch of regulation that needs to evolve appropriately to really allow customers to, to bring their own data. Right now, I feel like we're in a world and whether it's in, in many regulated industries, whether it's finance, whether it's healthcare, where you almost have to like, only if you're a super diligent customer and know where all your data is and bring it all with you, or I mean, print out things and walk into your local bank branch showing that like, yes, I have paid my rent on time. And here's my, you just even think about trying to get an apartment in New York City, all of the paperwork you have to do just to prove that you're worthy enough. I really feel like the ability for whether it's rental companies to report back that, yes, Allie is a lovely renter and always pays her rent on time and like leaves the apartment really clean or whatever it happens to be to just other things one does in your financial life, the ability to have that record and bring it with you so that you are showing your best self to these companies and therefore will get the best offers available to you. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing so many different ways that companies are using sophisticated ways to manage data and understand or underwrite certain consumers that have never been really included in the traditional yep. sense of financial services. As a company that I know we have our customer, we have an APJ that's specifically working on identifying ways to manage credit scores or credit history based on different variations of social media. So I think there's just going yeah. to be 
different ways and different data sets that different organizations are going to use in the next future. So it'll be interesting to see what that means. And the best part about that is that it is going to be more inclusive, right? Yes. Uh, which is what Pedal's doing as well. So I'm excited to see some of the things that emerge in the next couple of years. In my mind, it's so, especially right now with what everything going on, the macro economy and the rise of inflation. And I saw something recently, I think wages have only risen 5% or so, but inflation now with the CPI is 9% or something. And you just start thinking, wow, like access to credit and access to fair, transparent financial products is going to be like make a huge difference in so many people's lives, especially as we kind of weather the interesting times ahead, right? I mean, no one knows, are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Or is this like employment is almost full? It's a fun time to be at a, a company like Pedal where I feel like we can actually help folks through this. Yeah, no, I agree. It sounds like an exciting time to really have authentic financial inclusion. And so what's next for Pedal? We obviously have started different businesses like the Prism Data and different programs within your overall company. What are the next stages for Pedal as you continue to evolve? Are they global ambitions or? Right now, and as I was saying, with especially with these more turbulent kind of economic times, we really want to double down and make sure we're serving our customers as best to our ability. Another interesting thing about cash score, but as we didn't touch on, it's a lot more real time than your credit score. Right. Like we can look very regularly to see, like, oh, did your paycheck come in every two weeks? Or, you know, what's going in, what's going out? Credit scores update every 30 to 45 days, which, if you think about when COVID hit in early 2020 and access to credit was a huge issue, 30 to 45 days is a huge gap in time. And so I think for us, it's really, as I was saying earlier, talking about that quote, like, how do we make sure we can do what we, are doing as the best to our ability to as many people as possible, especially during that time. And then understanding, are there other products? Are there other areas where we can, in a very pedal way, bring financial inclusion and literacy to our customer base? We're always looking at those types of opportunities as well. So Ali, we have reached the end of our conversation. Thank you so much for joining. I really enjoyed this discussion. Where can people find you? Thank you so much. It was a really fun time. People can find me at Twitter at at a heron, heron like the bird. And thank you again. And if you want to sign up for Pedal Card, we always love any and all feedback as well as any and all customers. That's pedalcard.com, pedal like the flower. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, please feel free to leave a review and rating. To learn more about how AWS supports startups, please visit aws.amazon.com slash startups.